Steve, how are you? Wonderful. Are you, per usual, wonderful. It's, it's a usual. Monday night. What could be better? Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it is Monday night. We're gonna, I'm going to go watch some Monday night football after this. I, I think there's a certain storyline a lot of people are paying attention to. Uh, That's probably true. But this is the main show of, of Monday night. You know, the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. With Steve. He's on fire already. Steve, we have major sports media news to discuss this week. The Summers family has cut the cable or cut the cord. Well, cut the cable as well. Um, that is that is it. That's the entire podcast. Um, okay. no. So were you were you a charter communications household? I didn't follow up. No, actually. we were we we're a, a Comcast household. So I but it just it didn't make sense anymore. And you sent me a nice little promo code for YouTube. This isn't a YouTube TV ad. It sounds like one. Um but we just decided to cut the cord, but that's 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 beside the point where we've got other things to discuss. You you want to get into those? Sure, sure. We'll okay. talk about the cord okay. on, on an off week and see how, yeah, how perfect, it's going great, a month in or perfect. something. All right. Um, here's what we got on this week's show. We've got the Delaware game to recap. Uh, and what I believe might be a first for the podcast, instead of doing old guy, young guy at the end, we're going to do it in the middle today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Peacock broadcast. And actually, it, it, I'm going to expand it to uh, how we consume Saturday's game uh, question. Then we will discuss uh, the upcoming game with Illinois. Steve wearing orange this week, not really on brand uh, for playing Illinois, but I'll we'll let that one slide. It's, 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 um, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Scotland stuff. Come on. Oh my God. Glasgow Rangers. No. Yes, that's sure. Great. Um, and then we're going to unveil, announce, um, I don't know, do our first ever college football announcer draft. There are some roles and stipulations, but I think I'm very excited about this segment. I've been floating this idea probably for at least a year now of, of just kind of, and I'm like, yeah, that feels like the week to do it. I don't know why. Um, so let's start there. Actually, let's let's back up for one second. I am wearing my stuff today, so that's mention number one. Woo! But we have long sleeve stuff now, so I almost called it long Steve stuff. Um, that stuff but, will sell better. Yeah, maybe. So you can go buy that on the website. Um, yeah. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, Penn State beats Delaware sixty-three to seven. Does pretty much everything it's supposed to do in a contest against an FCS school. Um, I don't have any negatives. Well, there was one negative, which was the the long touchdown run, and that was poor Tyler Elston's uh, fault. But other than that, I think Penn State did exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, Katron Allen looked very good, looked very sharp. I don't know. I have said this before on this podcast. I think he is the better back, at least the better NFL built back than then Nicholas Singleton, I think Nicholas Singleton is an absolute blast a lot to watch and probably is my favorite player on the team this year to watch. Um, but he, Catron Allen just, he just eats like he, he goes out there and it's, it's a little bit of like Marshawn Lynch, maybe not the size of Jerome Bettis, but it's just kind of the, the bowling ball snowball effect of getting him going. And I appreciated that. Um, I think the quarterback played phenomenally. Both quarterbacks actually played phenomenally. Um, and the defense really only, I think it only allowed 140 yards. And really outside of that one missed tack or missed read on that that 66-yard touchdown run looked sharp. So um, everything that they were supposed to do there 
Steve, did you what what's your takeaway of, of Saturday's football contest? Everything they're supposed to do, less than 60 yards of offense, you know, in terms of rushing and def and, and passing for them. I'm either what it's like 53 of one and 58 of the other or some crazy thing like that. Yeah, it was a nice big fall exhibition game against the team they were supposed to beat when they were supposed to look smooth and good and doing it, and they did so, and they stayed healthy. Big key to the game, and move on to the first conference game. I think the main interesting thing, going back to the Katron Allen point, was caught by Audrey Snyder in her article um, outside of the, the fan experience. I guess we'll get to that in a, in a few here. But the main thing was caught about James Franklin's midweek press conference comment of essentially pointing out that he directly called out that Penn State really appreciates Katron Allen. And then he goes out and gets, I think it was like 10 carries, scores a touchdown, um, goes over, only rusher for over 100 yards. I, I don't. I thought that was interesting in the, the NIL-ish world of the past four years, three years, really, of, of the second or third running back kind of darting and, and leaving, even even going all the way back to like Saquon and Akil. Like Akil left pretty much because he saw what was happening. So I think it's going to be interesting how those storylines continue to come to play, um, playing time, things like that, because we've never seen James Franklin have to handle a roster that is this deep before, like up and down the board, both on the offensive side, defensive side, there's outside of maybe the kicker. There is not really a, a hole on this roster, so to speak um, in terms of depth. And so that is something to pay attention to if you're paying attention to those types of things um, uh, this football season. And, and that is kind of a compound of, of a lot of issues, playing time, but also NIL. You know, I think Audrey brought up the point that Nicholas Singleton is everywhere. Like you look at he's on he's got a rowback deal. He's got all of these other headphones deals. And and Catron just wants to play football. And I think it's kind of finding that balance and how James Franklin handles that is interesting to me. Yeah, roster management is a huge piece of what college football is now for top programs because Guys can transfer out at any time. Somebody can transfer in. You're trying to keep happy. I mean, everything from the kicker taking accountability after the first week and addressing the team to the tight ends apparently not complaining about not getting the ball the first week because, you know, it's one game of 12. Why would they complain to, you know, balancing the running backs? I mean, I, I think – and I think the media is a big part of that as well, right, because everybody's following people on social media. Everybody's trying to find a read into something they're going to do or not do. And does that mean something? And are they trying to send a message, right? So it's this whole big circular, well, he said this, is he thinking that? He's doing... So it's just another layer for the coach. And I, I think they've done a good job with it. I mean, two games in, they've done a good job with it. Throughout the summer, they've done a good job with it. So, I mean, that, but that's as much that's as much of it now as, as, as anything else in some ways is keeping people happy so they stay around. Yeah, I, I think that's something to pay attention to. Um... X's and O's wise. Um, I think the kicker competition feels slightly over. There were no field goal attempts on Saturday, but there were what, nine touchdowns. And so there were nine kicks and, and Alex Falcons kicked, I think eight of them. Um, Sanders Zaheda kicked one of them. And I think even Sanders, it was, it was like Falcons, then Sanders Zaheda and then back to Falcons. Like, so it, kind of to me says that 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 job has been decided so that's if you're concerned about anything that's the main thing to be concerned about um i don't think we have and we'll get into this once we talk about illinois a little bit but i don't think we have seen the full 100 penn state football program schematically yet um 
I was surprised there was a flea flicker. That's a weird play to put on tape. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, you just put that, put that on there because you can have a little fun on a day like Saturday. You got to prepare um, for it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I um, thought that was interesting. Um, it, and I've said it again, I wrote about it, but it is weird how much Bo Perula looks like Trace. And I just, it's freaky to me. Like it is 100% the freakiest thing I've ever seen. Well, so, I mean, I, there's a style and there's a number and there's everything that goes with it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds like by, I, I didn't go to the game. Steve didn't go to the game. Um, Steve did tailgate though. Um, but it sounds like all in all, the fan experience got better on Saturday. It does sound like there was a little bit of traffic, but that's state college and on a Saturday in the fall for a new kick. Um, deal with it. Um, wow. You know, There's no, pre, I, no, no sympathy for the pregame traffic. Pregame traffic. Post-game, yeah, post-game, post-game traffic people... is different. Post-game okay. traffic is different because you can control when you get there pregame. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, okay, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's Mr. Fair. What time What time you get the lots? Early early yeah it's a technical term on this podcast um and so uh, it sounds like everything was much better uh the play-by-play or the down and distance return to the to the public address announcing rodney was on the call this this time around um i heard it a couple times and i i i liked it um he would he would draw out like drew's name like he was like drew like i thought that was fun like that's a little little unique quirk not necessarily making it about himself but did a nice job there um so that's good and all of the all of the feedback was strong and and better there um as well um sounds like player names were also read on both sides um i did have some bad news steve here's some bad news that you're going to be fired up about there's a new mike man segment in the fourth quarter um I, I saw the i'm waiting yeah i'm waiting to hear the context i i i guess it's like are you ready for the fourth quarter i gotta agree with you on this one like i <laughs> I, I like the pregame one and i gotta agree with you on this one I, well, but you I, know I'm, what good for them for trying new things but it's fourth quarter against delaware well and well but consistent right if you're gonna do it every time yeah, from, from sure. up, that's fine um hockey did boy three or four years ago they had a great video going into the third quarter like it, they just did one period, that year Steve. that i it's, it's a period years, sorry, sorry. I meant, oh you know, my god i'm thinking football um but they it was good and it, and it really worked and i thought it was something you'd repeat like just every year and it hasn't been back for a couple of years and i thought that was a neat thing like it just for whatever what was it? Away from it it was just a cool little hype video sizzle reel before the team came out probably 30 seconds you know, are you ready? You know, and it's about to begin the third period. Are you ready? For, it was just a neat thing that they were consistent about that whole year. And then in the past couple of seasons, it, it just, that's not what they've done. Um, and it kind of got the crowd back into it. I mean, you know, because you second break, you know, game may yeah. or may not be interesting, you know, and yeah. So, hey, kudos for trying something different. But anything with the Mike man, we, I have now moved on to, I want the Mike visitor at the beginning of the game. And that's what I'm, that's what I'll champion. This is now week two of Steve advocating not complaining I, I, advocating I, I am just taking someone visitor. else's idea and that's a great it. idea maddie again maddie prior came exactly. up with that idea. much smarter than i am younger has her pulse on the on the crowd i'm sure finger on the pulse of the crowd so i'm sure she's right i'm just trying to help it come to reality i i, I support it i support it okay um the i think the only other minor grade that i heard is still the scoreboard is a little slow um We'll see if it gets better for the whiteout. That's that's we'll leave that there. 
Maybe uh, we have but, not the niftiest nimble thing. Maybe we have not the not the niftiest nimble fingered interns working the scoreboard. I I don't know. I I, I don't know on that one. Uh, but you know what? I'm glad for people for making changes, making corrections. I appreciate that. Um, I think that is what we'll call out this week on the podcast. Um, speaking of making changes, uh, for the first time ever, Penn State football fans had to exclusively watch the football game if they wanted to watch the football game via a streaming network. Um, this time it was on Peacock. It will probably happen once a season or maybe once every other season. Who knows? Maybe even twice this season. Um, but... I think the feedback in general was fine once everything started. Uh, oh, by the way, this this week's Oka Young Guy um, segment. Um, to me, it is no different than, well, uh, going back to the, the cutting of the cord, it is now no different. Like, it's literally the same function. I'm just going, instead of going to the YouTube TV app, I'm now going to the Peacock app. Um, I, I, when I woke up, the highlight of my the truly the highlight of my Saturday was spending a solid 30 minutes in bed, just reading the, the Facebook comments on people complaining, how could Penn state do this? Well, I could Comcast force us to do this, blah, 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 this, that you still paid the five bucks. Like we are so addicted to this that you're still going to pay the five bucks to, to watch the football game. Um, there is a, there's a, someone I went to college with, she, she posted a picture of, her dad complaining about Peacock, and then by the end of the third quarter, was asleep on the couch that he had to pay yeah, watching Peacock. So, again, like I think that's the good, just like hyperbole for the state of of Penn State fans. You, you still went, you still went and paid your five dollars, and now you can go watch Parks and Rec or whatever for the rest of the month. Um, the broadcast itself was pretty good; like it was better than mo- some, if not several big 10 network broadcasts um the the image quality was crisp and clear and that wasn't like that wasn't just because of the wi-fi it was the way it was produced the truck that it was produced out of seemed like it was a higher level newer truck um brendan burke who is a hockey voice to me was very good um had a great i forget did you go to williamsport steve is that I'm near from near there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're from up that way. So the, he had a great call out about Trey Potts, and he went to Williamsport, and then explained the history of the millionaire mascot at, at Williamsport High School. Um, and I just thought it was a nice little like doing your extra research. Um, so I think he was good. It was a little weird for me to hear him as a a football voice on, on a hockey or a hockey voice on a football game, uh, but did a nice job. I think the other big takeaway for me was. Once Michael Robinson settled down and got comfortable and, uh, you know, wasn't a little anxious and kept calling Katron Allen K-Train by mistake, I, I think. Um, at least it came off that way the first time and he kind of caught himself. He did a, a solid job. He did a nice job of explaining this and that. Um, yeah, I I, I was, I, I still probably prefer him as a studio analyst type type role. I think he's a little bit better when he can be a little more prepared that way. Um, but he did a nice job. Um, so all around, like I comparatively to some Big Ten network games, I would much rather watch a Peacock broadcast than a Big Ten network broadcast. It has to be better than FS1. I mean, realistically, yeah. I mean, I, and yeah. I'm, I'm always hard on FS1 and the Fox folks to begin with. So maybe that's unfair, but yeah, I don't, I don't have any doubt about the quality. I don't have any doubt 
about the process. I mean, even for Penn State fans, I guess if you're a Penn State fan who's never going to go to a game and only consume on TV, okay, there's an extra hurdle and it's a little bit more money, right? But is it worth it to you for five bucks a month or whatever deal you get? Because you can shut it off after the game. I mean, you can you can now cancel your subscription and still have it for 30 days, but you, you can do that. So I, I don't, it's a technological hurdle a little bit for people who have cable, right? Because you got to go a different place to get it and whatever else. And I can see that shaking them up. But if it's worth it to you, it's cheaper than going to the game. If you really want to see the game, it's much cheaper than going to the game. Right. And and in terms of that, that's that's how the model's going to work. It's going to make sense for people that way to get their one game a season in if they want to. So how did how did your your Geek Squad stuff go? How much time you spent half an hour checking Facebook comments? How long did it take you as a remote Geek Squad expert? To uh, help? It was it was relatively quick to help my mom. She and it wasn't really her fault, but it, it logged out on I had logged her into our Peacock account before the game. Uh, and then it logged her out probably just because it hadn't been used since the previous week. Um, and she struggled typing it in. It was more user error than technology error. She did say she doesn't have the strongest internet, so I think it might have been an internet issue. It did buffer a couple of times for her. Um but I didn't hear or see anybody say, oh, like, like you know, how usually if, if something crashes, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people saying, oh, it's down. What the hell? I didn't see that. So that was good. Um, I, I think, like I said, I think now that I think the other thing is now Penn State fans have done this once. It will be like you said, like you said, it will just become second nature now right. to do it again. And Notre Dame fans have been doing it for a couple of seasons already. Right. I mean, it's, it's no big deal. Peacock has a lot of stuff there. I mean, it's different because it was the first time. But it, yeah. it's still less than a hurdle. It was available to everybody, unlike the Big Ten Network, you know, 15, 16 years ago, whatever it was. That's a good point. It, yeah. it was available to everybody if they wanted to. And it was cheaper than the Big Ten Network was all those years ago. So if it's worth whatever deal you find, if you found a $1.99 a month thing, if you found $5.99, if you found whatever it was and you did it, great. If you decided not to, hey, that's cool too. I mean, I, I think we have it. In fact, I'm pretty sure we had like two offers. You can use our login information. I'm sure there's one on the TV already from one of Sam's friends. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of, I love Colorado and I want to listen to Steven Jack. I usually listen to Steven Jack at least one, one game a year. This made that easy to be that game. So it worked out all the way around. Yeah. We were driving up to Lancaster for the, for during pretty much the entire game, first half, first, uh, first half and third quarter, really. Um, it had been a while since I had listened to a full broadcast of Stephen Jack. I had listened to last year. We caught the end of the central Michigan game with Stephen Jack. Cause we had to go to a wedding over in Baltimore. Um, but I tell you what, Steve, when we had Steve on the podcast, he said, I want to do this as long as I'm still sharp. He is, he is more than sharp. Like he is right on it. Um, the way his brain can process this person standing here, this is happening. That person's moving in motion all before the play even starts. And it's, you know, that relatively quick 10, five seconds, five, 10 seconds that, that Jack kind of is done talking. He's got the, the runway, man. He's good with it. Um, really no complaints there. This is a minor gripe and it has nothing to do with those two. The Learfield app um, does did make my phone very hot. Um, so something to look out for if you're listening to on That's those, but spying on you. yeah, yeah, that, uh, no, it was, they were, a, they're still, they still got it. Like they are, they're still a high quality broadcast. I, I, you feel like, you know, exactly what's happening. Um, and they did a nice job once the game got boring of kind of 
taking a step back and talking about bigger picture things and talking about why it was important that Bo was playing and, and why it was important. Jack had a great part, did a great job explaining the importance of why Drew and all of the first team guys played after the second second half started when they really didn't need to. And it was all because for a lot of these guys that might be their first or second seasons, they got to get used to coming back out of the tunnel and getting warm back up and playing again. So I, I thought that was an interesting tidbit um, off the top of my head. So yeah, I, I was very pleased with that. No, I, mean, I think you're right to be They're solid. I mean, they're, they're just, they just don't, it's nitpicking when, when you, when you critique their broadcasts. I mean, there may be some protecting the brand kind of stuff, but it's not going to happen in this game. It's probably not going to happen much during the season. Um, so no, I, and that's what, for me, that's why it was an easy call. I knew I needed to hear him, you know, one game almost exclusively if I could. So it was a good time to do it. Um, all right, cool. Anything else you want to add there? We would, we would watch a Peacock game if we have to again. Is that, I think oh, yeah. that is the vibe. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Great. Uh, moving on to this weekend's upcoming contest, Penn State takes on Illinois. Uh, we we said this was the game that concerned us most. I was going to say, um, did, we, did we say that a couple weeks ago? Boy, were yeah. we wrong. Yeah, we, were, we missed on that one. I'm still mildly anxious just because it's a noon game and a road environment. But, um, you know, this is now, this will be Illinois' third game of the season as well. They literally snuck by Toledo um, at home there for their opener with a, a last-second field goal. Um, and then went to Kansas last weekend and outside of like a garbage time touchdown, pretty much just got ran all over um, and pretty well handled. Um, they, they don't look like the Illinois we thought they were going to be. Um, and I don't think it was a very high bar, but it was certainly an underachieving bar. So it's higher than this. Yeah. 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 So I think this game is no longer my most concerning game. Am I slightly concerned about 11 a.m. local time kick? That's um, because you're a warrior. Yeah, I think that's just because it's me, and and I've did some research on that number and didn't like what I saw. Um, but um, other than that, I think as long as the quarterback is smart and continues to do what he does, which is not throw the ball to anybody on the opposing team, I think Penn State is going to be fine. Like I, I really do. I think the I guess the line was what 13 and a half when it first came out. I didn't see what the over under was, um, but that feels about right. Like I feel like that's fair. Um, I think Penn State is definitely a two touchdown team better than than Illinois right now. Yeah, I mean, when is the when is the first time the quarterback's going to be going to feel stressed? I mean, you know, I mean West Virginia, you thought it might be maybe once or twice didn't happen. It's not going to be this weekend. I mean, it's just not. I mean, maybe because it's on the road and it's different and whatever. I just don't see it. The kids just seems poised. Um, maybe sometime in Iowa if they struggle on an early drive or something, right? And then, but the you're going to have a home, home crowd. Yeah. So, so you know, I don't. It's going to be a few more weeks at least till I think he's really mm -hmm. in a position where it seems like he's struggling or he's made a bad decision that was you know compound something else because it just so far he hasn't done that, which is refreshing. I mean, and all of this is, of course, knock on wood type thing from at least my perspective. Steve takes the more unbiased stance, of course. Um, but I, I think, you know, you look at the schedule, it's at Illinois, home against Iowa, at Northwestern, and then UMass, and then you got the Ohio State game. Everything about this schedule just builds so nicely this year. And I, I, 
I, I, I kind of tweeted this earlier this week. And we have talked about this thousands of times now on this podcast that James Franklin is paid to really win three games. I would argue two games, um, Ohio mm-hmm. state, and Michigan. It just, the way this schedule builds this year towards those two games is so much smoother um, than any other season. I feel like, and, and this is a perfect example or opportunity for Drew to go out there and kind of just, and he doesn't even need to get his feet wet because he's already played. Like he played in a pretty pressure filled situation against Purdue opening game, mm-hmm. opening week one last year, he got garbage time, significant garbage time against Indiana last season. So I don't know. I, and I think the other thing is like going back to the sports media aspect of this big noon kickoff, isn't going to be there anymore. They're now going to go back to the Colorado for the umpteenth time. Um, Only three. To me, what? How many team? weeks have there been? How many weeks have there been? Three. Okay, Thank so you. it's been every week. It's the biggest story in college football. Okay, sure, whatever. It's the most annoying story story in college football. That's what I'm going to say. Um, I just I, I, we're going to get sidetracked, but I'm going to. It just feels like Tim Tebow mania all over again. That feels like Tebow mania all over again, and I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like it's just going to come crashing down like a house of cards. Anyways. Oh, I think it's Tebow mania. I think that's a, that's an apt comparison. Um, I don't know if it'll come crashing down. Maybe the dude can coach. Maybe you know. Maybe know. maybe the the process of being able to bring eighty six people in and, and trust them and protect them if that's what he's doing in terms of saying, "Hey, go out and be the best you can be." I don't care if you like each other. I just need you to win games, right? Forget yeah, about sure. for forget about culture and chemistry because he's he's talked about that, and I'm not belittling that maybe that's the hey look i don't need you to like each other i just need you to play games and go win and if we all win it'll be successful um he moves the needle boulders thrilled and excited about what's going on so they can support two shows and there was going to be no juice i mean there's never any juice for big noon kickoff in person unless they're outside ohio stadium and there was going to be no juice in champagne well there. i just so feel like it's bad tv uh, that's that I don't disagree with that. That's it, it's it's not as interesting TV. That's very fair. Um, I don't know. Just uh, what I was where I was going with that was. I feel like I feel like sometimes when Penn State comes to town to 2019 Minnesota comes to mind, everybody's real juiced up, juiced up for that school because that's a bigger game for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like this game on two weeks ago had that feel to it. And now it's with their results, Illinois results, it's kind of just dissipated a lot. Um, And I think big 10, big noon not being there certainly pushes that down the window. Um, So I don't know. I I, I feel confident about this weekend. The the meter is confident there. I think, and I think you'll, I think that'll prove correct. Okay. Anything else you want to add about the the upcoming football contest? No, I think they're going to win. All right. Steve, do you have your you have your what's the your over what's here? the over under on nicknames awarded by the play by play team during the game? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't want to know. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be really high. Oh god. I didn't even think about that. Like here's what's gonna happen. Penn State's gonna get up like 21 nothing, right? And then like in the second quarter, like three minutes left, like Illinois is gonna rattle off that like that one big play. And Gus Johnson is just gonna get just absolutely lose his mind and and i think and then he's not going to settle down for another 45 minutes and then penn state's going to come back out and just 
I've still rolled back over them. So that's my that is my official game prediction for okay. Saturday. I'll wait for that to happen. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have your you have your 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 cheat sheet in front of you? you want to pull I'm ready. No. So so I yeah. so explain the rules to me. Okay. So there. Are, so welcome to the first ever stuff. Summers says inaugural kickoff college football talent draft talent draft announcer draft. Okay. Here's how this works. If you're playing along at home, put the names up uh, with the magic of television somewhere here. Uh, but I'll also, for those just listening, I'll read you all of the names. I put together a list of announcers, color analysts, side, studio hosts, sideline reporter, and then personalities. And Steve and I are about to go draft them. There are some rules. You, everybody gets, so we get... You get five picks plus the personality, so really six picks. You have to pick. You are. You have to build two announcer teams. So you have to build pick two announcers and two color analysts, and then you need to either pick a studio host or a um, sideline reporter. Got it. Okay. And then you're also going to pick the personality. So, so what's the goal? Is the goal to attract the goal the is most to... viewers to your broadcast? Yes. Produce the best teams, or the... produce or serve the viewers the best. Well, the the goal is to have the best college football broadcast between okay. the two of us. I think is okay. the you best way. Answer, to... But that's fair. Okay. What? There's, there's, what is the answer? You're building a. Okay. Whatever you would determine, you are the you are a media executive for the Steve Samsel Network, and that is okay. what you're. Steve TV. It's Steve, Steve TV. TV. Okay. Yeah. All right, Steve. Because you're on the left side of the screen, it would be nice, and also because you're older than me, age before beauty. I'm gonna let you have the first pick. You have to pick. You have to pick. Remember, two announcers, two color analysts, and one sideline slash studio host. Um, oh, let me read the names. Um, let me read the names for those listening at home. So, announcers: we have Noah Eagle, Jack Collinsworth, Chris Fowler, Sean McDonough, Joe Tessitore, Bob Wachusen, Gus Johnson, Tim Brando, Lisa B Binnington, and Dave Pash. Color analysts: we have Todd Blackledge, Jason Garrett, Kirk Herbstreit, Greg McElroy. Jesse Palmer, RG3, Joel Klatt, Spencer Tillman, Brock Cured, Matt Millen, uh, studio host slash sideline reporters. We've got Catherine Tappan, Maria Taylor, Holly Rowe, Reese Davis, Molly McGrath, Quint Kesnich, Tom Rinaldi, Jenny Taff, Rob Stone, Dave Revson, and then personalities. We've got Corso, McAfee, Urban Meyer, Stanford Steve, The Bear, and Marty Smith. Sure. Steve, you can pick you can pick any, anybody. Sure. That you want to pick from that list, you have the first pick. Okay. You're on the clock. Okay. With the first pick and then the 2023 TV talent draft, Steve TV selects from West Virginia University, Pat McAfee. Wow. Steve, Steve even, oh my God. Look, he made printout cards. He didn't card tell me this. Card. All right. Wow. Beautiful, Steve. Beautiful. All right. So Steve has McAfee. So Steve cannot pick a personality for the rest of the, the portion of this segment. I am going to go with the announcer first, because I think that's the most important position, in my opinion, if you're going to watch the football game. And I'm going to pick Chris Fowler, who can pretty much do it all. Uh, but I, I just think he is the best college football announcer out there. Um, hands down, like I just, there's a reason he does the national title game. I think that, that would be my 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 first pick. Steve's pick. second pick. Uh, back on the clock, I'm going to go announcer with the second pick. Steve T takes Noah Eagle, play-by-play -play man, Syracuse. Noah Eagle. All right. I was – I'm surprised that you took him this early because I, I 
I need to build a network around him. He's 25 years old. Okay, that's fair. You are, if you're going to build a network around him, he is of the younger demographic. Steve clearly going for the the youth, the the millennials under uh, with the McAfee Noah Eagle uh, portion. All right. I need to pick somebody else. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to piss off Steve. I'm going to go with my personality and take Marty Smith. I guess you already picked your, your, that's a great pick. Your person. I love Marty Smith. I think he's got the, he has the absolute perfect energy for college football. Um, I think he's exciting. He's funny. He, he's, he provides, he can be serious when he needs to be serious, but he can provide the, he provides the fun that is college football that makes college football better. Unique. And I don't think anybody else on the board holds a, holds a world record and he does. He has a world uh, record for like the longest cornhole throw, right? So, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got I a world record right. holder in your in your in your stable. There we go. There we go. All right. Okay. Uh third pick for me and Steve TV analyst from Penn State, Todd Blackledge. No, I'm surprised. Keep pick. that team together. Wow, you know. are keeping yeah, that's that's interesting. I I thought about Todd Blackledge, but I wanted to be a good co-host and, and let you pick him. I don't know. I I really like Todd and I think he's probably the second best announcer on this list. Um, but that being said with my third pick and, and my first color analyst pick, I think I'm going to go with RG three. And I think it's just, again, he has a lot of fun. He's a lot of en- energy provides something different. Um, you know, and I think, that is an important like to have a little bit of personality in that position you need to have it so that that, that would be my third pick that's a good pick all right so steve you need you need two announcers or i'm sorry you need one play-by-play one analyst and one and studio a, host slash host reporter. Reporter. exactly um i think with my fourth pick we are going to go with Uh, play-by-play man from Syracuse. You know, oh, I got two Syracuse people working my play-by-play. Um, Sean McDonough. Ah, uh, see, no, who no, I think no, is very no. good and very versatile, and big fan. Very level-headed. Very knows yep. knows knows the right time to get excited. Knows the right tone to set. Um, to me is one of the voices of college football. When I think about college football, if you like ask me for the audio track in my head, um, I also just think of like underrated, probably the most underrated yes. announcer yes. on this. I list. mean, he's like, done national semifinals. He's just, he's super. He just he does college football. He's supposed to do. He's doing hockey. He does the blue Jays. Like he can, he's one of those people that can do it all. I think super underrated on this list. Okay. So I need a, I need, let's see. I need another announcer. And I need another analyst. A, another and a analyst. Host or reporter. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. I think I'm going to take, I think I am going to take probably the most talented, best person at their job on this entire list. Person that probably should have been the number one pick, Holly Rowe. I think she is, okay. she's the, the best the best at getting coaches to say meaningful, important things, asking the right questions at the right time, um, and and really has a good chemistry with really whatever booth that she's working with, um, usually Fowler and, and Herb Street. So 
There we go. Steve, you're, you're back on the clock. I'm back on this clock. I'm writing names. I'm going with a Big Ten person as an analyst um, from Ohio State University, Kirkland Street. Mm, I see. I, I like Kirby. Don't get me wrong. But I don't. I think there are there are other names on this list that that get me. Slight. If if I have to plan the future of my college football media empire, I don't know if Herbie. Interesting. No, I didn't go youth with my analysts. I did yeah. not. I not as good as much, and I and it was close. Yes, yes, it was. Okay, all right. Oof, oof. So now looking at the list, maybe I should have taken Herbie, because you took you took Blackledge and Herbie. Steve's team is significantly better than my team. Well, I guess that leaves probably Greg McElroy for me. I think he's the up and coming, uh, probably the guy that will take over for Herbie eventually one day. Um, also does a nice job. Just does a nice job. I think that would be my biggest takeaway. All right. So Steve, you need just a another one. Hold on, I lost, lost count. Okay. So you need, just need a reporter or a host. Yes. Because okay. you already have Holly Rowe wrapped up. Yes. There's a lot of great names in the board. I'm going to go with the host. Um, I didn't look, but I'm pretty sure it's, uh, I'm not quite sure where it's college. I think Florida. Maria Taylor. Mm. You like her? I think she does college football better than she does the NFL. Yes. Um, yes. So I think I need someone to get us into the games um, and set a tone. Um, she's relatable to viewers. It'd be close with her and Reese Davis, but. Um, of what's left there. She's more than what's left. She's leading the network's studio show, so I'll happily bring her to Steve TV to do my shows. I think she does a nice job, I think, again. Um, and I do agree with you. It was very noticeable this weekend watching football and then watching um, watching college football and then the NFL. I was like, wow, she just she has the personality better for, for college football. And I think that is, a, it, it's an undefinable trait. I can't really put my finger on why, but she just fits that role better. Like I think it she's feels better. It feels more yeah. Yeah, authentic for whatever reason. Yes. yes. All right. So that leaves me with my last, the last pick, but certainly not Mr. Irrelevant, I would say. Um, my favorite, probably, yeah, definitely my favorite play-by-play announcer. And not just because of what he does on college football, but also what he does on the show. Holy moly, Mr. I was Joe waiting. Tessitore. I was waiting. I, I figured the holy moly vote would, would tear him through. And there is, I think, again, I think he does an excellent job, has a good relationship with, I, I, I have his, his partner there, I believe now, uh, with, with Joe and Greg, or at least former partners. Um yep. I think no, it's a good team. I think a good football, just a good football voice, like very yep. good at what he does. You know, and yep. I you love, know that I he would have been. Beautiful. He was right there for me, exactly. Um, taking a quick look at our our list here, Steve. Do you know what is absent from either of our lists? Oh, know? I know what's absent from both of our lists. Anybody it's from a, Fox? Fox yeah, is number one crew. Fox. Um, not just. I mean, we didn't even take Bear. We didn't take Urban Meyer. Poor Tom Rinaldi got, got whipped by the Fox. Poor thing Tom Rinaldi. He, he yeah. was close. It was either him or Holly for me, or him or Molly, Maria, sorry, Maria for me when I came to that pick. But I think as she's more versatile as a host than he would be as a reporter for, for my network. I, I think that is very fair. Um, yeah, the I, I, I'm not picking. I'm not picking Gus. We, we all know how I feel about Gus. Joel Clatt in very small doses is fine. Um, 
you know, Jenny Taft doesn't, I don't know. It's just, she's not that unique to me. Um, I think Tom is more unique to me because he puts his beautiful stories together. Um, and that's no disrespect to Jenny Taft. It's just that, I don't know. Rob Stone, Rob Stone, if I was starting a sports, if it was all sports, I probably would put, pick Rob Stone because I do think he does a nice job with the World Cup. I do think he does a nice job with MLS He's stuff. versatile. He's great. Yeah, yeah. But not, I just, I, he's not college football to me. No, and, and unfortunately, and am I watching? I guess I'm recording this Saturday. Um, I don't find the Fox folks, especially on the studio show, trustworthy. Like, I just... I just don't. I mean, Urban Meyer has skeletons and whatever else, and has been successful. But well, if he's gonna, if he's, well, if he's gonna fib about something, how am I trusting him to, to talk college right. football? I know it's much less, and that's kind of the same way with with Leinert and even Brady Quinn. And you know, Mark Ingram looks fun. Like, I mean, compared yeah, he's to fun. Reggie yeah. Bush, he looks he looks a little more fun and genuine and not whatever. Um, yeah, I just think that's the difference. I think that's the thing fans are gonna feel as the season progresses. Maybe you don't notice. And we're, you know, we're tough on Gus because it's just a different tone and ten, tender to how he goes about doing it. And there's nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't feel, I don't know, it just feels out of place. It feels forced. Sometimes. Yeah. It, it feels like it's about and, him. And, and I'm there to cheer for the laundry because we know I'm yeah. not even there for the players individually. Like forget NIL, I'm, I'm there for the laundry. Wow. So, yeah. It's there that Steve said it. All right. Maybe we'll put a little graphic together and, and let people vote on whose team is better. Um there you go. You have the strongest team. There you go. I, I think people are going to pick. You have Todd Blackledge. Everybody likes Todd Blackledge. Like, I think I think that is. Yeah, McAfee to move the needle, right? Like, for whatever yeah. piece stuff he does, we have him to move the needle. Right? I, I am surprised so. that you picked him. Like, I think I think that was good business decision, Steve. That was, was not good. Decision. That Not good personal, Steve. Because like, people think, are going to watch him stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, it's tough for me to. I get it. I understand how it works. I know it. I, I know why it's entertaining. I just can't watch hours and hours of it even like the, the manning cast version of it during alabama texas there were some great viral moments there with with guests and whatever else and i just want to watch a football game um okay. That's but i think you can be honest about that too so okay all right that's it that's it that's how we got for this week's show uh let's see uh we have a newsletter coming out this week uh probably write something for that well i have to write something for that um Steve might write for something for that. Steve, are you writing your traditional weekly blog post as well this week? I'm going to get Maybe. you something, yep. Oh, boy. Um, very good. Go back and read Steve's column if you didn't. It was a weird column from Steve to write because it was a positive column. Um, and and that, that when he writes those, they're usually a little bit better. So make sure you read that one. Um, let's see. What else? Um, newsletter. We have long sleeve stuff. I'm wearing a short sleeve stuff. Um this is game day on it. That's mention number three. Um, I would order if you're gonna think if you're thinking about ordering stuff and you want it for the whiteout. Get I would now. order it. I would order it now. And that's you're you gotta order it like today if you're listening to the podcast on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday for a hundred percent guarantee. And even then, I can't guarantee. Um, <laughs> so this for a hundred percent guarantee, and I can't. But we but we have the Miller Light. We have the Miller Light money back challenge. If you don't if you don't get it in time, come see us. We'll give you a beer. Yeah, we'll give you a beer. <laughs> um, and let's see. What else? We got a YouTube page somewhere in this general vicinity. I, I'm all switched up now because I was pointed out that 
my camera was mirrored in now. So everything that if I point to the left, it points to the right on the TV or on the computer. Um, we've got that. We've got a podcast, five stars, thumbs up, all of that. Um, we've got an email. Mine is Darian at stuffsummersays.com. Steve's got an email. It's Steve at stuffsummersays.com. Beautiful. Um, we've got a website, stuffsummersays.com. We've got plenty of content. We'll have depth charts, all, everything you need for the, the football contest for Saturday. Um, I didn't try to have box scores this weekend. I, I'm working on it. We'll see. No promises. Um, other than that, uh, we have Twitter handles. Mine is that stuff. Summer says Steve says at Steve Samsel. We're out of here in 45 minutes. Look at us. Proud of us. See ya. Bye.